depth and the height and the depth and to know the love of Christ. To know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the fullness of God. And now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, the power that can strengthen our innermost being, the power that can enable Christ to dwell in us by faith, the power that rests us and roots us and plants us in the love of Christ, according to the power that it has worked within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. 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 Amazing verses, aren't they? So many in the Bible. We just heard, heard the heart of God for you, for me. I gave this message a title, uh, Fat with the Holy Spirit. Or taking out verses out of the scripture we read, strengthened in our slight change there, inner me, our innermost being, our inner me, by the Holy Spirit. I want to keep tight this morning, and so I've got to watch the little things my mind tells me to do to go flying off here and flying off there. Uh, everything in the new covenant that God has called us into is from your enemy. It's by the work of the Holy Spirit in our innermost being. And we're going to get say, a bit more fat with the Holy Spirit. And of course, uh, I've got a shirt on here. Not of course, I've got a shirt. I've got a shirt on here, and the brand of the shirt is Fat Face. So I came across this in the UK, and uh, I first bought my first Fat Face shirt in a second-hand shop for a couple of pounds that Grace was checking out. Quite liked it. And then I found a Fat Face outlet shop near where we lived. So I got a cap from it as well. Not too many things. Fat Face. Anyway, total ridiculous. Eh? Fat with the Holy Spirit, Isaiah 10, 27. If you'd like to take a note, it says that, that there's a strange verse there that the commentators or the interpreters try and figure out. And so some of your Bibles will simply say the fatness. Some of them will have the anointing. But it simply says the fatness breaks the yoke. Your fatness breaks the yoke. If you're fat on the Holy Spirit, it breaks the yoke of the things in your life that are oppressing you. See, see, we don't need right now a message to give us steps on how to cope with the stresses in life. That steal the rest that Jesus said we're meant to have. And I find that, that uh, the older I get and the more time with God, the more he says, well, this is where I started, and he actually is bringing me all the way back in some ways. Uh, it's who more than how. It's not, how do I get there, God? It's, who's going to get me there? It's not, how do I cope with the stress that I feel in life? It's, who's going to do something in me, with me, through me, that enables somehow I cope with the stress? 
It's the who, not the how. How many years ago I started cutting back on preaching how-to sermons and started preaching sermons more about the why, but now we just got to focus on the who. So who are you fat with? Who are you fat with? And this verse is that our innermost being will be fat with the Holy Spirit. That Christ would dwell in us because of our fatness in the Him, this faith that's arising within us as the Holy Spirit works it. Not that I get good at believing, as I get good at sticking with the who of the Holy Spirit who is working faith in me. This love that fills me because the Holy Spirit's working it. We had a little conversation before over here about learning to, you know, give up control to God. This is amazing. You give up control to God, but I'm in control of surrendering control. He doesn't take it. Anyway, I'm getting fat on the Holy Spirit. Here's the Holy Spirit inspiring this guy called Apostle Paul back there to pray. I pray that you'd be strengthened in your innermost being by the power of God working in you by the Holy Spirit, that Christ may be dwelling in you by faith. And you'll be growing, you see what there, you'll be growing in this being founded, rooted, planted in the love of God, knowing that, but not understanding it. The unknowable love of God. It never fits into our understanding. We know we have it working within us. We have a little bit of understanding, but this all. It's not about that, but we know it. We know it. This is what he's praying for us. We're not meant to get good at being Christians. We're meant to get good at being fat in the Holy Spirit. At Christ dwelling in us by faith. At the who? at the relationship, at trusting him. This, this, this Holy Spirit, the breath of God with us right now, he has come. He, he's the best friend you could ever have. He'll be your best friend before you even know who he is. The only reason any of us have got to know God is, is he was working things out to get us there, lead us there, arranging things so somehow he could get our attention and we could see God. He led you to where you are in your faith. Before you even knew, he existed. And then when we come to Christ, he becomes the best friend we've got. You know, he's the one who, and when this world was created by God and God spoke a word, he went out and put some stars in place and formed some planets and solar systems and, and arranged it all, working as one together with the Father and the Spirit and the Word. And, he's that, and, and he wants to come and be part of our lives. I, I hope there's a little bit of awe in you right now. I hope there's a little bit of, ah, this is terrifying, because it is. But then when he comes and he's so gentle, you realize, oh, that power can work in me and not destroy me. But, but, but it's right to be a little bit terrified. 
but not to that, but also to know his love. He's the one who you can see his hand all the way through the Old Testament, and we'll just skip, you know, half an hour of preaching. And uh, he formed Jesus. He came to Mary and, and conceived Jesus in Mary's womb. So he was conceived the seed of God, not the seed of a man, but the womb of a woman. So he was the son of God and the son of man. And he formed him and he, and he led him through life. And there came the day when Jesus was baptized and he, he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. And, and then he was then led by the Holy Spirit and, and he ministered in the power of the Holy Spirit. What did he do that wasn't by the Holy Spirit? This Jesus. You know, Jesus said uh, a couple of things towards the end of, said lots of things, but here's two. He said in John 14, 16, 17, something like this. He says, I'm going to go. And I'm going to ask the Father that he would send you another helper. He's going to be the spirit of truth. I, I, I will hold this. We cannot know the truth apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, we can know the truth that two plus two equals four. We can know the truth of material things, but we cannot know the truth about life, about who we are, about the wise, about how we work, and you know, without the Holy Spirit. We can know the facts, but not the truth. The Spirit of truth. And he said this, he is with you, and he will be in you. So it's a really, really good thing for the Holy Spirit to be with us, the presence of God with us. But he will be in you, he said. He will be in you. John uh, Acts 1, 4 and 5. We're, we're right at the end. The crucifixion has happened. The resurrection has happened. The disciples now have had several weeks uh, with Jesus post the, the resurrection. So they've been soaking up this resurrected Lord Jesus. Their minds, obviously, I imagine, being totally blown. Uh, but something is going on and it's undeniable beyond anything they could ever imagine or experience before. They would never have been able to ask God for this. It was outside of their imagination. I think we just read something about that in the prayer. And here's Jesus, and he says, I'm going. He said to them this, wait, right where you are. He said in Jerusalem. So we just put it, wait where you are in your position in life. You know me. You know what I am and who I am and what God's done. But wait, wait until you have received what the Father has promised. And there's another, you know, at least 30 minutes of preaching to talk about how the Holy Spirit has promised all the way through the Old Testament. In some ways, what Jesus did was simply so we could get the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. He could remove all the obstacles so we again could have this Holy Spirit working in our enemy, growing Christ in us, enabling us to be alive with the very breath of God, like the first man Adam was, until he lost it. He says, wait till this is coming. It's in Isaiah, it's in Jeremiah, it's in Ezekiel, it's in Joel. He's promised, he's promised, he's promised. And you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit and, and not 
many days from now. You'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. You'll be immersed in him, and he will be, you know, you will be full of him and fully in him. The breath of God, the Holy Breath. So I'm going to shift from saying Holy Spirit to say breath. That God breathed out. And at a certain moment in time, those who had been waiting were completely enveloped in that breath, immersed in it, baptized, and it went all through them and filled them in their innermost place. And then they began to walk and talk and speak as Christians. Hear what Jesus is saying here. Don't move. Don't try and follow me. Don't try and testify for me. Don't tell anyone about me. Don't do a thing, but stick together. Without the breath of the Holy Spirit working in you. Do you hear what he's saying? He knew there's not one person in this world who can follow Jesus from themselves. There is not one person who can be even a Christian, let alone a good Christian. From their own faith. Some of us can look like, you know, we, we can do well for a season. We can put on a good show for a while. But our enemy won't be like that. It is never from the outside and it is always from the inside out. Don't try and serve me. Don't try and prove me to anyone. Don't try and look good. Don't try and do good. Do nothing until you've received this breath. And Paul's praying here, and we're praying this morning. We've got it, but we need to keep getting it. I pray that you'd be strengthened in your innermost being, in your inner me, by the power of God, the Holy Spirit, breathing into your, your inside person, breathing the character and the nature of Christ, forming Christ in you, the resurrected Christ in you. And that you would know him. And you would know his love for you. And you'd be getting fat on the Holy Spirit and fat on the love of God for you and fat on faith in him. That's what he's saying. So did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? That's from Acts 19.4. Did you receive the Holy Spirit? Do you know it? If you'd received the Holy Spirit, if you've had that inner breath within you, you would know it. It's not a particular, you know, experience or a particular feeling or a particular evidence in the sense of I did this or did that or, or depending on the tradition of the church you came from. But you would know it. you would know that something has shifted in your innermost place. Something in you was dead, but it's come alive. You may not have used that language when it first happened. You may have had no language for it or understanding, but you would know it. You would have characteristics like freedom from any sense of condemnation and judgment, and guilt. You wouldn't know why, but your enemy would begin to feel free. 
It would have a sense of purity in it. That's one of the things they, they said in Acts. We don't know about these Gentiles, whether they should be Christians or not, but what we know is God purified their hearts when the Holy Spirit came upon them, and we've seen the evidence of it. I'm not too sure what that looks like. But purity is a sense of singleness. If something's pure, it's just one thing. It's just what it is. It's like, it's just, just me and Jesus. There'd be a sense of something you could call peace or joy or, or hope. Or, it just, there's something. And it'll have all the trademarks of who God is. You'd know it. It's, it's the kingdom of God being formed in us. Just the seed. And then God grows it. It's the unshakable kingdom. I, I, I couldn't turn away. I couldn't walk out. I could, but I couldn't. Because the profoundness of coming alive in the Holy Spirit just holds you steady. Well, sometimes it doesn't feel like you're steady. <laughs> For all the darkness and mess and stuff that you just can't figure out, have you received the Holy Spirit? Romans uh, 8, it's 15, I think, maybe 16. Holy Spirit testifies to our spirit that we've become a child of God. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And if you haven't, then wait. Don't try to be a Christian. Don't try and please anybody. Don't try and prove yourself to anyone. Just say, God, I need... I need the Holy Spirit to breathe into me. I need him. Everything is by the Holy Spirit and the kingdom of God. Every thought, every understanding, everything is leading of the Holy Spirit. Right, God, next year. He says that this, this coming Holy Spirit came and works in us. That's what he's praying for, that we may be filled with the fullness of God. I don't know, do you, do you read scripture sometimes and think, oh, what are you saying? I, Paul Burton, filled with the fullness of God. You, filled with the fullness of God. This is our goal. What's my vision for, for me? To be filled with the fullness of God. What's my vision for church? A whole lot of people together filled with the fullness of God. What else is there? I don't know. We just do things as we need to along the way. That's really it, isn't it? He wants people. Because if you're filled with the fullness of God, what comes out when pressure comes on? What comes out when you've got to make a choice that feels, oh no, what do I do? If you're filled with the fullness of God, what comes out when you see somebody and, and they're hurting and you're walking along? What comes out? Well, put the pressure on and out comes something out of the fullness of God or the working of the Holy Spirit in us. I've got a balloon. I've got a balloon along today. Make it a little bit bigger. This is Paul. Build up the fullness of Paul. Make it a little bit bigger. Might have a big head today. So here's me, filled with Paul's breath, with all its ideas and everything it thinks that's good and wrong and right and wrong about everything. 
My point is simple. There's no room for much else. We could add a little bit of God breath in here. Here, God, have a puff. Blow some of you in there too, please, God. How many of us do that? And follow me, but I want you too, God. I want what I think, but I also want what you think. He said, no, no, your thoughts don't even get onto the same, you know, um, not the same page, it's like the same universe. <laughs> Filled with the fullness of God. I've got to get empty. I've got to follow Jesus. He said, Father, not my will, but your will be done. He knew Isaiah 55, 8 and 10. God's ways are higher. God's thoughts are higher. Our thoughts, they, they don't even get off the ground. <laughs> so he's in the middle and his flesh is thinking one thing, but he knows God's thoughts and ways are higher. And so his prayers, Father, not me, not my ways, not my thoughts, not what I think about the best thing that could happen for the kingdom of God coming on earth but yours. And they put him on a cross. Didn't qu quite seem too good, did it, you know? He knew that was coming, something like that. He knew. It was in Scripture. It had already been recorded, not the detail, but the, the pictures. Back in the Psalms, it says they're going to cast lots for his clothes. No surprises here. And one of the last things he did I said, Father, to you I commit my breath. Gone. And you'll be filled with the fullness of God. At some point, you've got to be empty of yourself. At some point, you've got to trust the Holy Spirit to lead you to a cross. even to a grave. Because when you get down on the grave and you've become a bit empty, he can come along and begin to breathe the breath of God into your inner me. Filled with the fullness of God. We could talk a lot about who God is and what he is couple of thoughts. Number one, it says in Scripture that judgment and punishment are God's strange works. They're foreign to his nature. Situations bring him to the point, but it says it's, it's foreign to his, who he is. So to be filled with the fullness of God is not to be filled with any judgment and, and pun desire to punish. In one place he says, Moses had a vision of God, he, he says he's mercy, 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 judgment. You've got to get through a lot of mercy with God, a lot of patience before finally judgment. And usually when you see in Scripture that judgment comes, the people who come under it have been treating other people really bad for a long time. 
and he just he just can't not come in and bring a shift. Because there's a whole lot of people that have been been suffering a lot of pain because of them. So you're filled with the love of God, filled with the faithfulness of God. That's a relief for me because I've pretty much given up on mine. So I'm, 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 I'm trusting his to work in me uh, and, and filled with the mercy of God, filled with the grace of God, filled with the goodness of God, filled with the joy of God, filled with the peace of God, filled with the fullness of God. And uh, this is what he's after today. This is what he's after tomorrow. And it's what he's after the next day. The word be a people who learn to love and this oneness with God filled the fullness of God. So when the pressure comes on, something of God comes out. But it's us. When we have to make a demanding choice, or even if so he's not really too concerned, you know, which cup you'd get to drink your water in the morning. But there are decisions you need to know. The will of God for the way of God. And let's read these verses again. And uh, we're winding up this part of the service. We're going to have some communion. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit, his breath, the holy breath in your inner being, in your inner me. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you've been rooted and established in love, may have power. I pray that you'd have power working within you. Power together with all God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. I just like those things. I've got to know it, but I can't know it. But the Holy Spirit can, can work it in us and we can know it. That you may be filled to the measure of the fullness of God. Is your heart burning a bit within you? That you'd be full to the measure of the fullness of God. There's like something going on and something to aspire to. Full to the measure of the fullness of God. And I was like, no, I'm going to pause on it. Yeah, yeah. This is what we need. Just think of your life right now. Just see if you can just pause and think of yourself and just put yourself in the midst of all your circumstances and all your internal conflicts and line them all up the challenges the stresses the things that seem to be uh, and uh, all those things we've all got them and just the things that want to press on you and cause anxiety to rise up all those inner conflicts that just cause you to get mad at yourself or sometimes make excuses for yourself Wish I could be like this, but I end up being like that. Just pull it all together. And God's method to you right now, in the midst of all that, is to say, let me breathe 
into your innermost being and let my spirit strengthen you. And it may not change, but you will be strong enough. And let my power work within you to form Christ in you. And let me grow the fat, you fat on my love for you. You can't work this up. You can't figure this out. You don't need God to give you five steps to solve one of your problems or to sort yourself out. You need him. He'll give you lots of little steps here and there as you go along. Okay, here's something you need to let go of. Here's something to pick up. Here's something to do here. But you're never following a path. You're walking with a who. And allow yourself to breathe the Holy Spirit into your innermost being and to put all your hope and faith on his work in you. Amen. One of the things God, I said before, has been saying to me, Paul, is remember what it was like in your 20s. Challenged me of that when I was uh, leaving the church. I was in last because we didn't know what we were doing. And he said, so why do you need to know more now than what you did then? You trusted me then. You did some crazy things then, according to the ways of this world. Oh, okay, God, let's do something crazy again and leave here and not know where we're going. Well, we're gonna, uh, and, and he's been faithful, right? He was faithful then, he's faithful now. And sometimes in the middle, there's a little bit of, I need to breathe deep, God, because, yeah, here's what I'm saying with that is. It's not what do we do here. It's not how do we do here as a believer or as a congregation, as a church. It's who. Who? Who are we doing it with? Here's the challenge. I have less confidence in myself as a pastor than at any time in my life. I had none when I started, so God reminded me, you should have none now. But I have more confidence in God than at any time in my life. It's who. It's who. It's who. I mean, I'm going to share a scripture, then the band are going to come up. We're going to have a bit of worship, and as we do, you can take communion and, and share there with communion. Uh, and just whatever it need, you need to do to take a deep breath of the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's at work in you. Some of us will have to do some breathing out. Let go of that balloon. Let it go. You don't have to know what's going to happen next you trust in him and let him breathe in I don't know what it means for you but he, he does he does and uh, that, that's what we need that's what we need every moment of every day I mean, Father God thank you for Jesus thank you for these verses you put in the scriptures so we could be inspired by them today and I pray again that you would come and breathe into us with the fullness of the Holy Spirit. That Christ would grow in us, that faith would rise in us, that we would be like getting fat on your love for us, on your holy breath at work within us. That, that we'll start finding when things hit us and touch us in life, out comes something from you. 
mean? That when we don't know, we're confident you know. When we're not sure, we know you're sure. When we're feeling lost, we know you've got the, you know where you're going. When it's dark for us, it's light for you. And you're in us. And you're in us. So it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Amen. Just um, before we get the band up, just want to read these verses and, uh, from Psalm 51. And, and these are a bit of the, uh, a bit of how-to. The how-to is, come before God, give up yourself, and receive his work. Let me hear the joy and gladness. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones you have crushed rejoice. I'm going to put myself in the know, Sometimes, don't you feel like sometimes you just like crush bones before the things of God? And if you're not, the Holy Spirit will probably lead you to a place where you do. Because until you're empty, how can he fill you? More to say, hide your face from my sins. Blot out all my iniquity. Holy Spirit comes to apply the blood of Jesus to our innermost person and to cleanse our hearts. That's just a, what he does. Wipes clean before God. Guilt and actual wrong things. Just forgiveness and cleansing. In the Old Testament, he came and they, they you know, covered heads. Um, now he comes and cleanses hearts. That's much better. Much better. Uh, blot out. Blot out all my iniquity. That's sin. That's wrongdoing. Create in me a pure heart. That's what the Holy Spirit's here to do. Create a new heart in us. A pure heart. Singular for God. Oh God, that a, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. Amen. So there's our prayer for communion. Let's stand. Mary Ann, let's go.